before we get started into the message this morning, uh, we worked on something. I say we worked on it. We put some time into it. We put uh, very little effort into it. And uh, uh, I want uh, I want to uh, share something with you. Uh, so I'm going to ask those, there you go, uh, to get in your proper positions. And uh, I, I need, yeah, I need a help from the audience there. And uh, he's going to come be a help to us. And uh, we're going to sing a song for you this morning. And uh, y'all didn't think we could do this, could you? Look at y'all looking, everybody looking funny. And y'all notice, yeah, I'm holding this microphone. So, uh, give me a, give me a count there, let's go. Who breaks the power of darkness? Who loves his mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King of all in all feet. Come on now! Who shakes the horror in holy thunder? Who makes the... We weren't exactly in one accord, were we? We were probably doing the make a joyful noise part of that. Uh, I'm going to get people back where they're supposed to be. That means Joey out in the congregation. It makes a huge difference when you're in the right place, doing the right thing. Doing what you're called to do, what you're purposed to do, what you've been gifted to do. And I I believe we can probably enjoy the rest of that song. <laughs>
on his own and he had to have the team with him. He said, without the help of my teammates, this uh, was not possible. I was able to be part of three relays and able to put up the, uh, an effort to come together as one unit. The team made the difference. And I began to think about that, think about how that God wants us to work together. The Bible said, the body is not one member, but many. And I, I thought about how that God uh, speaks to us through events that take place, that transpire. Uh, back in the early 1940s, uh, I don't, well, I'm not going to ask you to show your age, but I think they told me the, the time frame was people that were born from the mid-20s up through the mid-40s were what we term and what we call now the greatest generation. And those people knew something about coming uh, from the environment in the uh, Great Depression in the late 20s, early, or throughout the 30s. Uh, they went through that environment. Then they went through a world war, World War II. And uh, I didn't realize this, but our army uh, was not a very big army at the time that the world, uh, war, world War II began. And uh, we ramped up quickly. And there was a lot of things that had to happen. Some of you may have heard of somebody called Rosie the Riveter. Uh, Rosie the Riveter was more of a marketing ploy and campaign by the government uh, to for women to go into the factories and begin working because so many of the men uh, were on the battlefront. They called that, you had the battlefront and you had the home front. And at the home front, they were asking people to sacrifice. They were asking people to give. They were asking people to be part of what they were doing. Some of you know, may, may have heard something about those uh, war bonds. Uh, maybe you know something about the, uh, the ration stamps. And uh, I even, uh, I, I didn't do a whole lot of research on this, but I, I know that they were ask, asking people uh, to bring in any kind of spare metal that they could come and recycle it and make it into uh, planes and all that. Um, I, I, one of the planes that they were making uh, in Washington State, they, they were making, I think it's a B-17, they were making one plane per month when the world uh, war began. Uh, after the war had ramped up, they were making uh, a plane a day, a plane every day. And they had people that were sacrificing, they were people that were involved, they were people that were investing. And you know, I got to thinking about that, how that the Bible tells us uh, that we are to work together as one, as the body of Christ. And you know, there's probably not a whole lot of things that I like to preach around more uh, than the church. I love the church. And I'm not just talking about Maranatha Baptist Church. I'm talking about the church worldwide. I'm talking about the church, uh, all the blood ball, all the redeemed of the children of God. I love the church. I get excited when I think about Ronnie that one day uh, God's going to call us all home. 
One day we're going to get to be in that celestial city of Jehovah. One, thing, one of these days we're going to go and march before the throne. And John said that there were those from every tribe, every tongue, every nation, all over this world throughout time. Every one of us will be brought to that place by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I get thinking about this ragtag bunch marching in step, bringing praise and honor and glory to God, I say bless his holy name. I'm thankful I'm part of that number. I'm glad I'm part of the church. You ought to give God some glory if you're just glad to be part of the church. Now, in that, I'm not going to be very long, I'm going to be fairly brief this morning. Uh, there's a few things that spoke to me. I, I was thinking about our little montage up here. Uh, everyone was participating. You can say that. Uh, we were all involved. If you're going to do anything... If your life is going to count, you're going to have to be involved. Amen. You're going to have to be plugged up. You're going to have to be connected. I preached a message or a series of messages a few years ago on Lego Church. Blocks just stack up, but Legos connect. I'm afraid we live in an environment, we live in a society, we live in a time where so many of us want to just come in and stack up. But we don't want to really connect. And whenever you don't allow that to happen in your life, then you'll never be able to be used to build something for God. I think about a, a few of our longtime members. I was thinking about this the other day I, as I keep watching and seeing where uh, we're able to, to pay down uh, some on our uh, on our mortgage here at the church. And, uh, it, it, that might not mean much to you, but Raymond, for some of us that's been around here for a long time, that means a whole lot. Because, man, uh, when you got 10 or 15 senior citizens sitting right here, and that's all you got, and you got a big old payment coming in every month, and you're wondering how in the world you're going to do it, but you watch God do it over and over and over and over again, and you look and say, thank you, God, for your blessings. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. But I was thinking about that and thought about, you know, our goal is at the end of next year, at the end of 2020, uh, our goal is that we'll have that paid off. I don't know if we'll meet that, but that's what we're pushing for. And so, I mean, if you run into something, I don't care if you win the lottery. Praise God, we'll take it. Devil didn't have that money long enough. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the Bible said that he laid up for the just the, the, the treasures of the wicked. Amen. <laughs> Come on now, I'm just preaching to you. Hallelujah. But I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how that, I guess it's probably y'all two, probably only two that ever was over there. And they walked into a machine shop. Nothing but cement floors. Not, not much else. Coal. Gravel. Snakes. We still might have snakes. Y'all think I'm kidding? <laughs> uh, 
much of nothing, but began to work together and try to build something for the glory of God. And I don't know what happened from 1976 until 1996. I wasn't here then. But from 1996 on, I can tell you a lot about what's happened. One, God called me into a ministry. All my children have been saved through the ministry of this church. My mother got saved right over here. I could go and Billy Joe Dula, I was there when he got saved up at the old notch over in the old building. Amen. I go face after face, place after place, and think about what God has done. And I don't know if y'all thought when you started out paying a few hundred dollars a month rent on an old shop what God would do. God has blessed and God has given us more and God has allowed us to be more but if we're going to be part of that you're going to have to participate in it. but not only is there a participation uh, that, that I, I noticed and that I, I, I took thought of but I got to thinking about the performance now I, I don't know if y'all watched me but man I was pretty excited to get to sing they don't let me sing around here. They, they let me sing two songs around here. They let me sing on a hill far away. The further away, the better. And I can't remember the other one. Uh, but they both bad. I guarantee you that. Um, they let me sing those songs. And today I got to sing. And I don't know. Lane, did you see Pop up here? Man, he's proud as a peacock. And he told me he wasn't going to tell y'all what was going on. He said, they won't show up. If they know I'm going to get up there, they ain't going to show up. And uh, me and Joey, man, we, we rocked through the stage. I'm talking about, we took, we were superstars. I'm afraid in our idea of living for God, we want to be superstars as well. We want to be on the all-star team. We want to be the one that everybody calls Everybody looks forward to. You know, something I noticed about All Stars, I love baseball. How many of y'all love baseball? Got a few people like baseball. Uh, baseball, I, I, I love it, but they had an All Star game, and now it has a little bit. They've they changed a few things about it. Um, but the thing about the All Stars is that uh, an All Star player, let me just say this, those that would make the All Star team, uh, they're not necessarily always tied. To a team, they're tied to a paycheck sometimes. Whoever pays them the most, that's where they're going. Whatever offers them the most, uh, that's where they're going. I'm afraid we got some Christians that are the same way. We just want to float from here to there, uh, here to yonder. If they'll let me do more, if I can shine brighter over there, if I can be a bigger part, if I get a better paycheck, then I'm headed that way. Somebody told me, uh, this morning, I'm not going to call his name, but somebody called me and told me this morning and said, well, things would be all right if I had a job that I loved. And I said, well, me too. I said, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I do. I love what I do. I love that I'm able to do what I do. And uh, But there's so many people that are not tied to doing anything for God. They want to do it for themselves. 
We well, was laughing just a minute ago, and now now we know when to get, get personal happening. All Star has no regularity about them. They think about the All Stars. At least they used to. I, I paid a whole lot of attention here in the last few years. But their, their team jersey, it would be whatever team they came from. They weren't playing for the National League team. They were representing where they came from, their team. And if we're going to do anything for the glory of God, we're going to have to worry a whole lot more about the team that's on our chest than the back, our, our name that's on the back of our jersey. Yeah. Too many of us, I think we're in this thing for number one. We want everything to be right. Uh, we want everything to go uh, well because uh, we are doing what we want to do. Uh, we're going to act the way we want to act. Uh, we uh, we uh, we, we're individualized in this thing of living for God. Uh, Miss Freddie, I can't make it. Uh, just coming in here and preaching a message uh, and leaving and not caring about people and not being involved in people's lives. Uh, there's something on the inside of me uh, that wants to be involved in your life, uh, that wants to carry, help you carry your burden, uh, uh, that wants to help you care uh, uh, for your uh, situations that you're going through. In fact, the Bible said in Galatians chapter number 6, uh, uh, ye that were spiritual, go and restore such a one bearing one another's burdens. I'm glad for some people that'll come alongside you every once in a while and just help you carry the burden. Aren't you glad for some people that'll call you sometimes not to gossip, not to complain, but just to say, I want you to know God put you on my heart and I'm praying for you. I'm calling out to God on your behalf. Somebody give me some glory. Those all-stars that are concerned with their performance, they have no rule. Nobody can tell them what to do. Nobody can tell them, this is where you ought to be. Now, I don't know if you saw this or not, but my wife was up on the drums just a little while ago. And uh, she might be able to play the piano, she might be able to sing. She might be able to do children's ministry. She might be able to be a wonderful uh, ministry to women. But one thing she is not, and that's a drummer. And that's why we put her there. Um, she got up there and just made all kind of racket. Speaking of racket, that's all kind. Did you see what Robert Fraley brought to play? Spoons. I want a solo. <laughs> you got a solo, all right? Ah, <laughs> uh, so many of us want to bring in our own little pet peeve. Lord help. Amen. To church. Yeah. I don't know how many people's here this morning, but it's enough to know this. Just because you do something that way at your house. Don't mean they're going to do it that way at their house. Amen. And let me say this. Just because they don't do it like you don't mean 
that they are sinners. My kids, I'm proud of them, but I got to put kind of got to tone them down a little bit. When something's wrong, they'll say, "You're a sinner. They're sinners. They're sinning. They're laying out of church. They're a bunch of sinners." I said, "I'm proud of them, but I got to tone them down just a hair." <laughs> just because somebody is not doing something just like you always done it, don't mean that they're necessarily wrong. Now there are black and white in the scripture, but there's a lot of areas we have Christian liberty about. And you know, in our church, there's some people who are gonna act a certain way, gonna dress a certain way, gonna do certain things. They're not gonna be what you would have done. You know what? It's not your job to control them. That's right. To police them. To put your thumb on them and rule over them. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, God, where we living now. We we bring all this extra stuff in. We we come to church carrying all this baggage with us. Some of you, some of you got something on your shoulder from 1987. Yeah. I mean, you're just still carrying it around. Some of y'all teenagers, you ain't had it from 1987, you ain't been alive that long. I was in line the other day, and this guy said, I was born. They asked him, what year was you born? buying medicine or something like that. What were you, year were you born, sir? 1995? I thought, I done graduated high school. I was in college, and I had a full-time job in 1995. And this guy, I was like, I'm old. That's exactly what I thought. Some of y'all carried some stuff around from 2013. There you go. <laughs> that seemed like a long time to me, but to them, man, that's forever ago. We carry stuff. We make stuff out of stuff that ought not be. Yeah. I'm talking about our position in church, our participation. In church, we, if we don't get in the right place to do the right thing, things will never happen the way they're supposed to happen. Week in and week out, we have services here, we try to reach people, we try to do ministry here. And I got to thinking about this morning how many people are involved in making all that work? Some of you think all we do is just come in and turn on the lights and it's time to have church. It don't work that way. Uh, Raymond had, had, and Miss Nancy have helped us for many years. Glenn and Phyllis are helping us with that uh, some more uh, nowadays. They come over here about 9 o'clock every Sunday morning. They turn on all the lights, be sure the heat's going, all that stuff, get the bulletins, fold them up, have them ready for you, have everything ready to accept you, to welcome you into the house of God. Uh, there's people that have studied, they've prayed, uh, they've asked God to help us. Miss Fraley has prayed over you and has prayed for this service many times during the week. Uh, there, there are so many people that are involved in doing all the things that we just look at and think, well, it just happens, don't it? No, it don't just happen. 
There's children's ministry going on over there. There's nursery ministry going on right now so that we can sit and enjoy the service so that the children can enjoy the service uh, and have a good time on their behalf. Uh, Brittany told me, uh, or my wife rather, or maybe both of us, I don't remember, uh, this week, uh, she said every day her kids, she got saved here, hallelujah. She got saved here two weeks ago. Somebody yeah. used to to her. To work together. You say, well, Brill, we paid you. Uh, shouldn't you ought to be doing that? Uh, shouldn't you ought to, shouldn't the rest of somebody else ought to be doing that? No! God has called uh, every one of us to be involved uh, in the work of the ministry. God wants you uh, to be involved. God wants you uh, to do what you can uh, for the glory of God. I say we need to invest. Uh, we need to be involved uh, in the uh, work of the God. Uh, we need to let God allow And, while I'm at it, for us to be used by him, we've got to be available Amen. to be used by him. Uh, I'll tell you a story. 1938, a little girl went to church, and uh, she left out of the Sunday school area and was just crying. And the pastor saw her. And said, uh, what's wrong, baby? Why aren't you crying? And said, well, there's no more room in the Sunday school class. And so the pastor took her back to the class and found a place for her, put her in that class. And she's just as happy as it, should, as it could be. And she thought about how, that, uh, how bad it was that she wouldn't have a place in class and some other kid wouldn't have place in class. Two years later, Brother Ronnie, they found this uh, child dead in Philadelphia. Um, her parents called the pastor of the church. She had been faithful for two years to come to this church. They called her. He had became a friend to her from that day forward. They called her about doing the funeral. And uh, they had, uh, there was a little note that she had, and she had a, a little bag and in that note, in that bag, there was 57 cents. And on that note, it said this. This 57 cents is all I have right now, Pastor. But please use it to build a bigger church. She offered that uh, gift, give that to the church. Uh, the next Sunday, the pastor told that story. And within five years, uh, that church raised thousands of dollars to build new Sunday school classrooms so little girls like that would have a place to go. You know, we do need money, but we need people as well. What's the use of having classrooms filled with desks and chairs and kids and nobody to teach them? Nobody to be involved in that. Well, it's just a headache. I just can't. Was it a headache for Jesus? Was it too hard for him? But he died for us. Can't we live 
Can't we serve him? I want you to stand. If we don't get things in the right place, we'll never get to the right place. If you don't do what God is telling you to do, we'll never be what we need to be. You'll never be what you need to be. As she begins to play, I wonder how many of us that are saved by the grace of God, and we know it, how many of us have just come around this altar and say, God, thank you for saving me. Lord, help me. Help me to get in place. Help me to get involved, be in the right place, doing the right thing, with the right motive, with the right attitude. God, I want to be used by you. I want for you to do something wonderful in my life. Through me. To me. For me. God, I need you.